0: The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. we your shortcut to being informed. Facebook is the biggest social media platform in the world. So inevitably, it's in the news a lot. In this episode, we take a look at how Facebook makes money, how it collects and uses our data, and why it's that that's got it into a bit of strife. Squeeze Shortcuts is the backstory to the big news stories. I'm Kate Watson.
1: And I'm Claire Kimball.
0: Facebook Claire feels like it's been around forever, but it was not even 20 years ago that it was just a twinkle in the Harvard University student Mark Zuckerberg's eye. He, along with some mates, developed the idea of a social networking website that would allow Harvard students and eventually students at other universities to connect.
1: Movies have been made about the development of Facebook, the people involved, the people burned, and the genius and drive of Mark Zuckerberg, who remains the chairman and chief executive officer of the company today. He is a billionaire a 100 times over because of the success of the platform.
0: We could, of course, talk for ages about the genesis of Facebook, the iterations it went through, but there's so much more to cover. These days, it's a social media platform, but that's a bit like saying Apple makes computers or Amazon and online retailer.
1: Exactly. And Facebook sits with those giants as a game changer. In Facebook's case, it's given us a way to connect with each other and that's what Zuckerberg says its core purpose is. But it's also opened doors to some big questions about how content is shared and what content is okay. And, of course, it's changed media and journalism forever by being hugely successful at sucking up advertising dollars.
0: And given it doesn't charge users to sign up for an account to access content to connect with their friends, public fears, or the businesses they're interested in, those ad dollars really are its primary business model.
1: That's right. Its business model is relatively simple and that's advertising.
0: It's a pretty successful one. They've hit the trifecta of high scale, high growth, and high profit margins that were unmatched by any tech company in the world.
1: A couple of years ago, it hit the dizzying heights of 50, 50, 50, 500. So, talking in US dollars, what that means is that it had $50 billion of annual revenue, was growing at 50% a year at a 50% operating margin. That made the company worth nearly $500 billion. Mm-hmm. In 2019, it generated $70 billion in revenue and today has a market valuation of just under $700 billion.
0: Lots of big numbers. As far as users, Facebook is the biggest social media platform with over 2.6 billion monthly active users. With that, Facebook knows a lot about consumers, which is why it's so super successful, but it's also raised questions, like whether they know too much. Let's take a look at that next. Everyone's experience on Facebook, Claire, is different. Your feed is likely filled with ads for 80s tribute bands and quite a few recipes, I'd say. (laughs) Mine's full of, at the moment, ads for baby stuff. So for an average user like you and me, what data does Facebook collect?
1: Well, when you sign up for an account, you provide Facebook with a ton of information right there. Your profile includes things like your contact details, your friends, details on your relationships, education, and work profile. And even if you don't explicitly detail that information, Facebook can get a better picture of you from your Facebook friends. Mm-hmm. There's also the pictures and videos that you share and not just the ones that you load, but also ones that others have shared of you that they tag you into and that's just the start of things.
0: From there, of course, Facebook can also keep track of your activity. They know where you've been, the content you've clicked on, and who you've been with. It really does keep it all.
1: It does. And the commercial wonder that is Facebook is that it takes that information and the webs of relationships and interests that we all weave and sells that to advertisers. What they're buying is access to very specific audiences. And the level of detail that Facebook can offer for targeted ad campaigns is just incredible and incredibly cost-effective for an advertiser.
0: So that's the sort of sophistication that has seen it become a company where we're talking about billions of dollars. It's also drawn criticism. It was after the US presidential campaign in 2016 that attention turned to Facebook, with many accusing it of being used to bolster Trump's chance of success. The murmurs grew and eventuated in the Cambridge Analytica scandal, something that newshounds will know a bit about.
1: It was March 2018 when The Guardian and The New York Times reported that political consulting firm Cambridge Analytica, who was working for the Trump campaign, had improperly accessed the data of Facebook users and had used that data to target voters on Facebook to get them to support Trump in the 2016 presidential campaign.
0: When you say they improperly accessed the data of Facebook users, what do you mean?
1: Yeah, so after combing over it, it turned out that 300,000 Facebook users took a quiz that gave the firm access to all of the data, not just from them, but from their Facebook friends. So that stretched to 87 million Facebook profiles in total. The accusation is that Cambridge Analytica gained access to all those accounts in a way that was in breach of the privacy laws. Now, it's never really been clear whether the tactic actually worked and got people to vote for Trump but it certainly did raise a lot of questions about Facebook and its role.
0: Yeah, something like this is pretty huge. Inevitably, it led to calls from lawmakers from across the world for Mark Zuckerberg to front up and answer questions.
1: And look, he did turn up to a couple of US congressional hearings to do just that. It was his first time in the spotlight where he really had to explain Facebook to those who might seek to regulate it. And along with him looking quite nervous, it was also very clear that many of those charged with keeping citizens safe had very little idea about this brave new tech world.
0: So from there, the Federal Trade Commission undertook an investigation. They're kind of like our competition watchdog, the ACCC. And in mid-2019, Facebook agreed to pay a $5 billion fine, still talking billions, for the Cambridge Analytica scandal and breach of users' privacy. During this time, Claire, some started arguing that Facebook is too big and it ought to be broken up. And that's because
1: Facebook isn't just Facebook. It's also Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp and Instagram. And to underline the regulators' concerns, Facebook was assessed to be the most downloaded app between 2010 and 2019, followed by the company's Facebook Messenger app, WhatsApp came in third and Instagram fourth.
0: Wow, monopoly at the top, eh? So it's a massive company that's involved in the lives of billions of people each day. More recently, after events such as the Christchurch Massacre, its role in how we receive information has come into focus again. Much of the controversy Facebook has faced after that 2016 election has been about data. But the latest issue facing the social media platform is how it handles content. That's right.
1: The content Facebook allows on its platform has been a discussion that's been live for a while. And you'd remember that it was Prime Minister Scott Morrison and Kiwi leader Jacinda Ardern who took proposals to other leading countries to limit violent content on social media platforms in the wake of the Christchurch mosque attacks. That was raised after the gunman live-streamed his attack on Facebook.
0: And more recently, in the wake of the George Floyd Black Lives Matter protests in the US in May and June, Facebook faced quite a bit of backlash when US President Donald Trump posted to Twitter and Facebook with the racially charged phrase, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. He did that as
1: tensions in Minneapolis were peaking after Floyd was killed in an encounter with police gone wrong. Now, Twitter limited the public's ability to view the president's tweets, saying that it violated the Twitter rules about glorifying violence, but Facebook left it up in keeping with its policies about free speech
0: and that's where the rub really is. Mark Zuckerberg's view up until now has been that it's not Facebook's job to moderate that sort of content.
1: And Facebook's maintained that position for a long time under enormous pressure. And even still, they've largely held the line on their free speech credentials and defended their position on running political ads too.
0: They have budged somewhat, though. Mark Zuckerberg has said that Facebook would do more to look at ways it can stop campaigns with misinformation on the platform and also to moderate content to prevent hate from being spread on Facebook. That brings us to the second issue for Facebook, really. That's the spread of hateful content on the platform.
1: And some big brands have declared that they're boycotting Facebook in July over concerns that it's not doing enough to stop that sort of content from being spread. Disney, Starbucks, Unilever, Adidas, Coca-Cola, Ford. It really is a who's who of companies that have joined this stop hate for profit campaign that was started by several US civil rights groups.
0: Looking at their website, the Stop Hate for Profit campaign has asked questions of Facebook such as whether they could protect and support black users or whether they could call out Holocaust denial as hate. Claire, an ad boycott is unlike anything the platform has ever experienced in its history. How much has it cost them?
1: Well, it took a $72 billion hit to its share price when the campaign got ahead of steam at the end of June, but it's made that up over the month since then. As for revenue, it's foregone. It's hard to say. Analysts will certainly be keeping a close eye on the company's next financial update.
0: And like everything in the US at the moment, this will all play into the 2020 presidential election.
1: It sure will. And there's still concerns about Facebook's privacy policies and its handling of data about content moderation and the distribution of disinformation. It's going to be under immense scrutiny as the campaign continues and beyond.
0: And that's your shortcut to Facebook. Onto to our recommendations. Each episode of Squid Shortcuts, we recommend some further reading, listening, watching. The social network is the story of how Facebook started the movie. It's fictional, but it's worth a watch. That recommendation is a bit obvious though. So one of the things Facebook and other social media apps can be for me, and I assume for others, are time wasters. So I've been using the screen time function on my iPhone for a while now. It alerts me when I've been on an app for more than 15 minutes. You can set the time as you please. It's helped me limit the amount of scrolling I'm doing, Claire.
1: Nice one. And it's a brilliant movie too, by the way, so don't feel too bad about recommending that. If you're anything like me, though, you're also interested in managing your data on Facebook and then all of a sudden it gets too hard and you put your phone down. But I've got a link to the Off Facebook tool, which is a thing that Facebook gave users access to quite recently as a consequence of all of these inquiries. Mm. And what it does tell you is which companies are supplying Facebook with information about your other online activities. And for me, it was more than 1,400 companies, which I find just incredible. But the tool really helps you tighten that up if you want to.
0: Thanks for listening in. Plenty more episodes where that came from. On topic, we did a squeeze shortcut on TikTok last week. That's in the news a fair bit, given some governments around the world are banning or considering banning it. If you have a shortcut request, send it to hello at the squiz.com.au. Until next week.